Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports, have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome into a Tuesday edition of Sports Scene, ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM WRUF. I'm Steve Russell. Time to eat some lunch and uh, talk some sports. Sam producing. You know, it's interesting, just got word of this. The NCAA president, Mark Emmert, is actually going to be in town Friday, and they'll be discussing NIL. Yeah, you don't often see that, uh, but he's actually going to be here. And uh, I don't know what that's going to entail, but... Uh, it's going to happen. It's going to be in the Rights Union. I don't know. I think you have to register to attend it. But it's going to be held beginning at 1030 uh, on Friday. Today, it'll be uh, the Buell's head coach, Mark Whittemore. And then uh, tomorrow, there's no show. And then Thursday and Friday, we'll get you uh with Kentucky, you'll hear their play-by-play voice, Tom Leach. Uh, hopefully Chris Doring's going to stop by because Chris was so high on Kentucky uh, coming into the season and get his thoughts about it. One of the things that struck me yesterday, and, and when Shane was here, we, we kind of talked about it, and I, I, I went and looked back and listened to what Billy said yesterday. And... I'm I'm pretty, what's the word I want to use? Impressed, I guess. Because he's so efficient. He's so, you know, he, he knows what, look, does that mean you're going to win every game you play? Of course it doesn't, okay? But just the plan, all of that is impressive to me. And I'd heard that, if you're a regular listener of the show, I had the play-by-play voice of Louisiana on. And that's one of the things he talked about with Coach Napier, what his planning and, you know, has everything down to the nth degree. And it certainly showed. Um, But he also said that uh, they have work to do. And I, you know, sometimes you get carried away a bit. Um, and he also, in his evaluation, you know, I, I want to read you his evaluation of Anthony Richardson. I thought the decision making in the game was pretty good. I thought he made one bad decision in the game. That was third and ten, where he forced the ball into coverage. He should have thrown an interception. Truth be known. Outside of that, I thought the management of the game, decision making in the game, was good. A few things we do, maybe a little bit different, a little jittery early on, made a few mistakes, but ultimately he operated well. And then he talked about the work he's put in. So see, he's not saying he's going to win the Heisman Trophy. He's not saying, you know, he, he is critical, if you want to use that word, but he's honest. So, and he also says players around the quarterback have to play well for the quarterback to play well. It sounds cliche, 
But sometimes the quarterback looks bad, but players around him aren't doing what they're supposed to do. So it's a catch-22 there. Anthony, he's going to get better. That's what I would tell you. Love the honest assessment. We'll open phone lines, 392-8255, email srussell at wruf.com. RJ will lead us off. RJ, hello. Hey, Steve, how are you? Good. What a great uh, win on Saturday. And, you know, outside of the X's and O's, here's what I was looking for. I was at the game, and I wanted to see what the approach of the team was to the game. And here's what I mean. Uh, the little disciplinary things that people have been squawking about the couple of years, I've been right at the top of that list. You've heard about people wearing different things, different colored socks and all these different things. Here's what I saw on Saturday. I saw a more serious sideline. We didn't have the scrubs who don't play over on the left side jumping up and down and waving towels around. We saw them over there a little more focused on the game. Uh, after Bernie gets the interception, he starts running off. He goes to take his helmet off, and he whoop, he puts it right back on like, the coach ain't going to like that. Um, little cues like that. You know, every team takes on the persona of their head coach. And um, I didn't see a lot of me, me, me um, jumping up and down after tackles. I saw guys going up to each other and hugging each other. Um, we saw what happened to the LSU guy when he tried to jump up and do a me, me, me dance. Um, and if if what I saw and what I perceived is the new approach we're going to see under Coach Napier, then I'm absolutely all for it. It's a team game. You can't have a bunch of individuals out there. And I just, I'm just so pleased with the approach the guys had to the game. Yeah, I, I agree with uh, a lot of what you said. Uh, and I think it does show. And I, I think sometimes it takes longer uh, for culture to change. I, I want to and look, there were times in that game where Florida could have folded. They did not. That I think is a good sign too. So yeah, I hear you. Coach talks about character all the time, and you're exactly right. Teams fold when they don't have characters and character, and I and I. Um, glad we did so go Gators can't wait to see what coach Napier does with us over the next couple years okay RJ thank you for your call James welcome to the show thank you Steve appreciate it Mm -hmm. hey um love the game obviously and uh, enjoyed watching and seeing how good the the O-line looked I mean both in and run and pass protect and I wonder how do y'all know or have any kind of feedback on how Utah's D-line compares to Kentucky's? Do we have enough film to even make that comparison yet? Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, look, I, I do know this. Whittingham is a guy that preaches physical. And that that's sort of his M.O. So, but I don't know, does he have, you know, NFL guys in the front line? I, I'm not familiar enough with his team to tell you right. that. But this is what I did see. Because it's what you know, Utah, you know, sort of prides itself on physicality on both sides of the ball. I mean, Florida didn't blow them off the ball, but they certainly opened up enough holes for the running backs to do well. And I think the two-headed monster of the offensive line coaching has paid dividends here. Yeah, absolutely. I was super impressed. All right, thanks a lot. Go yes, Gators. sir. Thank you, James. Twelve fourteen. Time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. 
We'll talk to Buholtz head coach Mark Whittemore next, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Gainesville Sports Center, here's what's trending now on ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Madison Walker. Gator football is heating up as they look to welcome their SEC home opener this weekend. If Florida is able to defeat back-to-back ranked opponents at the beginning of their season, it will be the first time this has been done since 1982. In other football news, Anthony Richardson and Brenton Cox Jr. both earned their first career SEC Player of the Week honors this week. As for Gators Golf, this past weekend they were able to clinch their season opener, the Fighting Irish Classic, finishing in the top 10 rank and 21 under par. Looking professionally, your Tampa Bay Rays are playing the Red Sox tonight at home. You can tune in at 6 p.m. to hear coverage of the game live. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Madison Walker. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Folks want to join a team that's making a difference in people's lives? Well, Arthrex is hiring. Arthrex develops innovative technologies that help treat orthopedic injuries. From pro athletes to weekend warriors, they care about helping people get back in the game. And so do their employees. If you're looking to make a difference, join a global company that provides exciting career opportunities and unique benefits with locations in Florida, South Carolina, and California. Check out available jobs at careers.arthrex.com because they're hiring right now in those three states, Florida, South Carolina, and California. That's careers.arthrex.com. Daughtry Tree Service has been voted Our Town Magazine's favorite local tree company for 2020, 2021, and 2022. As well as the Newberry Business Hall of Fame for the third year in a row. Call us today for a free estimate. And remember, at Daughtry Tree Service, there's no tree too tall. We do them all. Driving a truck or bus is a very demanding job. It can keep you on the road for long periods and at night, which can affect your sleep quality. Sleep loss or fatigue can cause symptoms similar to impaired driving. Get enough sleep before you drive. Be aware of signs of fatigue, such as frequent yawning, heavy eyes, or blurred vision. Don't keep on trucking when you're tired. Take a break. Don't drive drowsy. For information, visit flhsmv.gov. Brought to you by the Florida Highway Patrol, Office of Commercial Vehicle Enforcement. There's a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in Gator Country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. It's everybody's favorite time of year, Gator football season. And where do Gator fans gather before, during, and after Gator football games? Easy. The Social at Midtown. The Social at Midtown is Gainesville's favorite restaurant and rooftop bar and is located right across from Ben Hill Griffin Stadium. Stop in before the game for a few drinks and a bite to eat and then walk to the stadium. After the game, stroll directly across University Avenue and party all night long. And if you don't have tickets to the game, The Social has 60 huge flat screen TVs, so you won't miss one second of the action. You'll even be able to hear the roar of the crowd from The Social's rooftop bar. 
but you don't need to wait for a Gator game to head to the social. They open for lunch at 11 o'clock every day of the week. Follow them on social media or check out thesocialgnv.com for daily specials, including their famous all-day happy hour every Sunday. It's time to get social at The Social at Midtown. College football season is here, and there's lots of great plays being made. Hey, it's Steve Russell. Let me tell you about one of my favorite plays when it comes to my automobile. I take it to Dave Mays Automotive. Why? Because I trust the team to treat me and my vehicle with respect, integrity, and honesty. If you're tired of being treated like a number at the chain stores, make a great play and head to Dave Mays Automotive, located at 2905 Northeast 19th Drive in the industrial complex behind the Sunnies on Waldo Road. Brakes, AC, oil changes, tires, engine and transmission work, and of course, their famous bug check. Modern to import, diesel trucks and fleet service, they do it all. Learn more at DaveMaysAutomotive.com. Dave Mays Automotive, we get the bugs, all of them bugs, out of your car. This is Seth Hart. Operations Manager here at ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Due to required FCC rules regarding tower maintenance, the station is required to power down completely on Wednesday, September 7th, and for parts of Thursday, September 8th. We apologize for this disruption in our regularly scheduled programming, and we thank you for listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The hope of the Florida Gators. Follow ESPN Gainesville on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Stay up to date with the latest information, interviews, stories, contests, and events. We are 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. It's the Dean of Sports Talk in Gainesville, Steve Russell, on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Welcome back to Sports Scene. Uh, we're hoping to get Coach Whittemore here uh, to talk about his game this weekend. We have several other people that we will um, be having on the air here. Um, so in the meantime, we will take your phone calls, 392-8255, and you can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. When the uh, new rankings come out, uh, we will also let you know. William says... Why would Scott Strickland agree to pack 12 officials? I don't want to be that guy, but the officials were pretty bad. How were they bad? I, I, you know what? I just don't understand. It's almost like conspiracy theories in politics now. Okay? When you say the officials were pretty bad, specifically tell me how they were bad. Okay? Officials are human. They're going to miss some things. There were, if, if there were 10 total penalties assessed in the game. We'll get to that in a minute. Right now, Buholtz coach Mark Whittemore joins us here. Mark, how are you? Good to have you. Pretty good. Heard you talking about some uh, penalty uh, situations, huh? I, I just, I mean, look, let me ask you this, okay? I mean, you've been around the block here. I don't know what one, as a coach, considers to be a well-officiated game. I, mean, I think most fans don't want to see 
30 penalties called in a game. And yet I think fans want to see an egregious penalty get called. So Yeah, I, I you know, I think it's like you know, it's like basketball or any sport. Uh you wanna you wanna not always go by the exact letter of the law, but the spirit of the of the rules, you know. Um, but you wanna do so in a way I mean it's 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 kind of an art, honestly. And those that are really good uh kind of understand the situation. Uh they're they're they understand circumstances, and you know I think everybody kind of kind of wants to see a game that's ninety to ninety five percent the way they would call it. You know, yes. Um, I, that's that's been the way I've always looked at it. You know, you know people are going to make mistakes. You got to factor that in, but also just kind of looking for that those people who are going to call it uh, in what I consider to be the spirit of the rules. You know. Yep. Uh- Let's get to your team. You, you've got to be pretty yep. pleased here early on with what you've seen. Uh, very. Uh, you know, Steve, they're, uh, the Bobcats are gelling well. Uh, we're, uh, we're getting There's a lot of continuity offensively and defensively. We're playing great special teams right now. Um, so in all three phases, you know, I feel good about where we are at this particular spot in the season. Going into the year, Mark, I mean, I, you you had some pieces in place. If you didn't get hit by the injury bug, I think you thought you were going to be pretty good. Is this about where you thought you would be? Well, yes. I mean, where where I thought we would be maturation-wise, uh, we're a little ahead of schedule, which is good. Uh, you know, I think, um, you know, Creed's connection with the receivers and some of the stuff that we've done, um, you know, offensively, I think we've, you know, assimilated all that, uh, kind of some, some new offensive, uh, thoughts and schemes. And, uh, and so I, I feel good there. I think the defense has actually played a little bit better, uh, as an 11 man unit than I, than I, than I had expected. So pleasantly surprised. You get a city rivalry game this week, and a much, at least, I mean, record-wise, certainly, but it looks like on, on tape, a much improved east side team. Very, very much improved. Uh, uh, you know, not to, to disparage anybody prior, but they just, there's, you know, they're, they're clicking right now. And, uh, you know, the kids are, are buying in, and they're doing a fantastic job of of getting them to play hard not that they didn't prior but you know they're, they're they're definitely in a in a in a better place i'll say that when you look at them what uh coach hoskins is doing um offensively and defensive mark are the systems different are you having to learn some different things from what the previous coaching staff did um not necessarily uh and they're a you know the, the, this coaching staff is 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 local by and large so, um, you know, it, their, their scheme is not necessarily what, uh, what concerns us. It's their, their style of play and their, their aggressiveness and their talent uh, at this point, Steve. You know, when you're going the way you are, I guess you can it, – it's funny. I love what Billy Napier said uh, yesterday, the film doesn't lie. You know, we, even though we won the game, we still have improvements to make. And I know, knowing you – you're going to tell your team we have improvements to make. What are areas that you can't improve on, despite the good start? Uh, you know, we're, we would like to be 
in the high 60s from an efficiency standpoint throwing football. Uh, I think we can we, – we've had a couple miscues in uh, very, uh, you know, key situations. And granted, we've beat both the teams that we played by a considerable margin. But we've had some miscues in our communication from the sideline to the field, some situational awareness that, uh, that we're lacking, you know, as an offensive unit and defensive unit. So those are the areas that'll, that'll win the championships, and, and we're not even close to being there right now. Final question. Um, your schedule is, is always very competitive here. Um, as you go down the line and you look at, you know, who you play and, and, and what you're trying to accomplish here, you guys were really good last year. Does this team? I mean, you you can sometimes get caught looking ahead. Is this team pretty focused on playing the game week to week? They really are. Uh, this team knows that uh, we're, we're our our kind of motto this year is play with joy. And so you know, every Friday night is its own animal. Uh, we're we're definitely embracing each Friday night the chance to play, right, Steve? I mean, just the the opportunity to be out there, have fun, and so you know, not dwelling on the future, but, but dwelling on the present. And, and I think the kids are buying into that, that, pers- that perspective, which is important. City rivalry game. It'll be Buholtz and Eastside for uh, Mark Whittemore's Cats taking on the Rams. Always a pleasure have to, to have you on. Thanks, Mark. You better believe it, Steve. Take care. Okay, man. Thank you. Mark Whittemore, head uh, football coach at Buholtz High School. 1228, time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Call us up, talk a little sports, email us. I'll kind of pontificate a little more about the officiating, too. ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN, 98.1 FM, and 850 AM, WRUF. Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at Low Cost Airlines. 802-341-4542. That's 802-341-4542. Summer's over, but that joint pain is still there. Time to do something about it. Hey, it's Steve Russell. I want you to call QC Kinetics now. You've put it off long enough. It's time to get real lasting relief from chronic pain in your knees, back, shoulder, and hips. QC Kinetics can get you moving again with cutting-edge regenerative treatments. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Regenerative medicine uses highly concentrated healing properties from your own body that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. And QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting breakthrough natural approach to eliminating joint pain. Lots of people have done this, and they're living life to the fullest, pain-free. Don't assume the old ways of dealing with joint pain are the only ways. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. 
in Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, a totally free consultation. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. 352-400-4550. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. In St. Pete Clearwater, every day is a beach day. And with 35 miles of pristine, sugary white sand, it's easy to see why. So let's grab the beach bag, the beach ball, and the boogie board. Let's pack the suits, the sunscreen, and the sunglasses. Take a dip in the emerald green waters of the Gulf. And then take in a breathtaking sunset at the end of the day. So let's make a beeline to the beach. And let's shine. Plan your next getaway at visitstpclearwater.com. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Mostly sunny skies throughout the afternoon and temperatures getting to above average levels. We should reach the mid-90s with heat indices in the lower 100s for several hours today. A few stray evening showers are possible, but most spots should stay dry. Overnight clear skies early, lows in the mid to low 70s, patchy fog possible tomorrow morning. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. And now, the Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. The Cleveland Cavaliers, 44 wins last year. Loved the Cavs last year. Now I love them a whole lot more. So here's your roster. Come get some. Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, Darius Garland, Kevin Love, and now Mitchell. Basketball is back in Cleveland. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Coming up at 4, it's the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. And on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell on ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 a.m. WRUF. Welcome back. Okay. I'm going to try to do this in my own way, and then I want to see if you agree with me. Okay? Since William's email about the, the officials... Okay. Um, he, he makes a point. He says, ever since the swindle in the swamp, I don't understand why we would allow the visiting team's conference official crew in the building. Likewise, if I were Utah, I don't want SEC zebras going to Salt Lake City next year. Just bring in a neutral crew. This was a bad negotiation concession in the contract, in my opinion. Well, here's the other. Here's what, what the fault of that is. Okay, William, do we know that a neutral crew would do any better? Maybe a neutral crew does worse. You're making the assumption, by what I read, that a neutral crew would do a better job. We don't know that. that that's number one. Okay, and then 
People are telling me a um, couple of bad, this is Oliver, a couple of bad misses by the reps, refs. At least two uncalled holds where a Utah lineman was cl- completely behind a gator, reached over his shoulder to hold the middle of the field. A non-review of the obvious drop pass. Okay. Isn't it funny? I've gotten one, two, three, four, five, six emails about the bad officiating. And isn't it amazing that not one of the bad officiating calls went against Utah? They were all against Florida. All against Florida. Come on, people. Come on. That's the folly in this. I'm not saying officials don't miss calls. I'm not saying there are poorly officiated games. Rarely, in my opinion, rarely is it where one team is egregiously officiated against. And the proof is in what I got because, again, not one person said anything about a bad call that went against Utah. They were all against Florida. Well, come on. The, the, the law of the averages says that's not good, right? Do you think the officials missed a blatant targeting call against the Gators at the goal line tackle against their tight end? Okay. At least somebody, Chris is saying something like that. They did change the targeting rule, though, um, a little bit. And look, officials are not perfect, right? And here's Mike. A neutral crew would not have any bias. Well, once again, Mike, that also tells me that between the lines you're saying that the other crews do have a bias. There's no proof of that. If an SEC crew officiates Florida, Kentucky, where's the bias there? Where's the bias? I, 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 I'm just saying this is way, way overblown. Officials are going to make mistakes. But again, it's just amazing to me that when people call out stuff, it's never against your team. It's all, I mean, it's against your team. It's never against the other team where, where they get, where, where your team is the one who gets helped. John, hello. Yeah, good afternoon, Steve. I, I agree with you. Um, I think at the end of the game after Bernie intercepted the pass, if I'm not mistaken, he took his helmet off on the on the field of play, which in result probably been a post foul, which we would have been backed up to the 10-yard line, which we still would have downed it. So, I mean, I don't know, maybe if they saw that and they just said, well, well, it, it doesn't really matter. So, you know, they say they miss, they miss a lot of things in, in a game. So, um Switching over to kind of kind of like a roundabout way before I talk about college football, kind of like a sports um, kind of analogy I'm making. I was watching an episode of Gilligan's Island, which was many many years ago. Um, you know, they on some episodes they'd listen to the radio for about news, and there was one guy that came on in particular was doing the news, and it sounded like John Facenda. Well, later on in the show, he came back on and he was doing the news, and it says. This is John Facenda signing off. So I thought that was pretty cool that I guess he was a voice personality, not just for NFL NFL films, because I think he had a unique voice. I thought that was pretty cool. 
Oh, he had a very unique voice. Yeah. Yes, no question. So, well, watching Clemson last night, I mean, I mean, granted, we, you always say you can't always go by one game, but I, I, I really wasn't too impressed by Clemson, you know. I was defensively. Goal. They're good defensively. Oh, yeah, good defensively, right. But I'm saying getting 14-10 late in the third quarter, I mean, not, you know, when we're, you know, the bar has been set high now with Georgia. I mean, you know, way they did uh, Oregon scoring on the first seven drives, you know, in Alabama. So I guess that they, what I'm saying is the bar has been raised with by other teams. I just think that they're right now their offense is pretty pedestrian. Yeah, I mean, and, and, I think, and I think it starts at quarterback. I mean, the, the kid came in late in the game, you know, kind of sparked yeah. him a little bit, but they still say, uh, you know, DJ's still going to be the starter. We, we will see. One game certainly doesn't make a season, um, but – you know, he struggled last year. He seems a little better to me. I don't watch Clemson all the time. But, again, is he the answer for them to really make them a, you know, where they're going to hang against the Georgias and the Alabamas of the world? I don't know. Right. Hey, great show, Steve. Talk to you later. Thank you, John. Jake, welcome to Sports Scene. Thank you, Steve. Hey, uh, unfortunately, I didn't get to listen to hear uh, you and uh, Coach and Shane on your show today. Were there uh, any pearls that they threw out that you could share? Um, nothing that hasn't been talked about. I mean, they kind of gave okay. you know their view on what they saw, um, and I think I, I think I can speak for them in saying that you know while the Utah win was nice, uh, you want the, the, if you're going to pick between two games to win, the Kentucky game's the game to pick. It's an, well, yeah, SEC, it's an game. SEC game. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, you know, it's the first game I've been to in five years, so I felt like I really got my money's worth. So I really enjoyed uh, watching the game. Uh, I did notice a couple times, unless I'm dreaming, there were a couple times, as Nick, would, as uh, Nick Huber would have said, you know, they were quarantined. A couple times, we they had guys wide open. We didn't have anybody within yards. Is that the way you saw it? That that Florida had guys open, or they had guys open. No, you know Utah a couple times. They had guys we didn't have anybody within ten yards of, and they were wide open. Well, and you could have ran for a long way. But Jake, when you yeah, run when you run seventy plays, I mean NFL has that. You, I, I I guess I I don't know what fandom. I I hear what you're saying, but that's going to happen. I mean, it's just they, they get Is it coached. Blown coverage? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, sometimes it could be a blown coverage. Sometimes it could be the wrong assignment. I mean, without watching a piece of tape and knowing what the assignment was and who was supposed to cover whom, hard to say. Well, it was a great game. It was a great win. That rising was uh, everything advertised. The only mistake that guy made all night was the final one. I mean, he he was a heck of a quarterback. Yep. He... uh, it was a great game. All right. Well, thank you, Steve. Yes, sir. Thank you, Jake. Jack is next. Hi, Jack. Hey, Steve. Uh, great show today. I, if, if I were if I was you, I, on Tuesdays I would tell them uh, between eleven and twelve, WRF just don't pay me. It's too, that's just too much fun for you, man. What a <laughs> what a great segment with with, a, with the HBC man. He is just a he is a hoot, man. Just a hoot. Um, you know, one thing that that impressed me by game, and uh, my voice is still kind of scratchy from Saturday night was how 
I forget. I, I don't want to say the center's name because I'll butcher it. But man, he made a killer block to free up uh, up uh, fifteen AR on fifteen on this long run. I mean, just crushed the kid on the outside. And man, I, I think this is the most physical offensive line we've had probably since eight or nine. Am I am I right or wrong there? Yeah, and again, see, I think sometimes I hear what you're saying, and I guess it depends on what people think definition of physical is. I'll give you an example. When Kyle Trask and Kyle Pitts and those guys were here, that offense was prolific, right? Right. Well, the offensive line rarely got credit for that. Right. But they should have. And I pointed that out because for, for Kyle Trask to get time to throw, for, those, for the Damian Pierces of the world and you know those guys to run the ball, but they weren't road grader type of guys. Where I think exactly. in this offense – you're seeing more of a run-oriented offense where the offensive line is going to have to be more physical, going to have to be more of a road grader mentality. Yeah, and, and I should have I should have made a distinction between running and passing. I just thought that, again, this is the first time you've seen you know, some Florida running backs on. I tell you what, I'm thinking our three running backs are some of the best we've had since 84 with uh, – with Hampton and, and John L. And, and Neil Anderson, I'm telling you, man, Lorenzo, I tell you what, man, th- those guys got to the second level. They got speed. I tell you, ETN and ETN and uh, Montreux Johnson are grown men. I tell you what, Montreux Johnson, that, that cutback he made on the touchdown, man, that just, that just was a great football play. And you know what's amazing to me, too, and I understand, and I, I agree with you, but there were also two fumbles. And one could right. have been disastrous. Oh, it could have. So, yes, but if I'm coaching that group, I'm working on ball security. Yes, sir. Getting the job. Well, again, Steve, I, you know, again, I, it was a great opener for the Billy Napier area, era. But the one thing, too, I like about him is after I heard some of Brian Kelly's comments after the Florida State game, and I just thought, man, you can't be – these kids nowadays are so – touchy and i think billy napier's got the right attitude on the way he coaches he doesn't scream or yell they don't cuss at the kids and i just think with this new attitude of nil and all the money and the free agency kind of like i think we got the guy and i just want to tell you what a great victory and one more thing and i'll get off but the utah fans the utah fans and their football team were absolutely fantastic i mean these people are sitting there going wow we've never seen anything like this in our life especially when they're playing you know we're the old boys and tom petty uh, they were just blown away and I, it was a great experience and go gators all right thank you Twelve forty-five. time check brought to you by hayes jewelry espn 98 1 fm 850 am wruf gainesville sports center here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon, I'm Madison Walker. Gator football is heating up as they look to welcome their SEC home opener this weekend. If Florida is able to defeat back-to-back ranked opponents at the beginning of their season, it will be the first time this has been done since 1982. In other football news, Anthony Richardson and Brenton Cox Jr., both earned their first career SEC Player of the Week honors this week. As for Gators Golf, this past weekend they were able to clinch their season opener, the Fighting Irish Classic, finishing in the top 10 rank and 21 under par. Looking professionally, your Tampa Bay Rays are playing the Red Sox tonight at home. You can tune in at 6 p.m. to hear coverage of the game live. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Madison Walker. 
ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. I want to tell you about the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palak. I've been doing that for quite a while now, and I really believe in this facility. It houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes, and it's sustained by your donations of trucks, cars, boats, RVs, just about any kind of vehicle. If you donate, it's tax-deductible. And it goes a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills. Here's the, here's the reason why. They repair the vehicles themselves and then resell them. So it's a real win-win situation. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys like this for over 70 years, and now they could really use your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Your generosity will do a whole lot of good. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. So I have a full upper dental implant and full lower. The bottom is removable. So I had everything removed and replaced. I take them out every day, clean them, and put them back in. They snap on securely so you can eat with comfort and everything else and you don't have to worry about laughing and them coming out. <laughs> I was dumping so much money into like replacing each individual tooth. I was like, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going to find an alternative. I love it. <laughs> I can smile a big smile now and not have to worry about missing teeth. It's a great place. I highly recommend it. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Too many people buy the lie. If I do enough, then I'll be good enough. They try to earn their way to heaven, but the truth is we're never good enough. For the Bible says we have to be perfect to enter into heaven. Good luck with that. But good news, Jesus paid the penalty for our sin. So when we accept him, we are made right with God. Then our lives begin to change. Our hearts are transformed. Our desires begin to line up with God's. We have an inner want to because of the grace that we've received, and God's Spirit empowers us to do so. The truth is simple. No matter what your past, your pain, or your doubts, God's love offers us peace. His grace offers us a fresh start. His forgiveness frees us from past sin and shame. Knowing God's heart changes our hearts. The greatest miracle in life is a transformed heart through Jesus. This is Bryant Wright, speaking right from my heart. For devotions, visit rightfromtheheart.org. When you are injured in an accident, do you really want to call an attorney's office based on the size of their firm? You should ask yourself this question. Can I afford to get lost in the shuffle at a time when I need individualized attention the most? I'm Jack Fine, Gainesville's accident attorney for over 40 years at Fine Park Ash and Parla Piano. When you call our office, you will speak to one of our four experienced attorneys at no charge. Fine Park Ash and Parla Piano. Local representation, big firm results. Visit ffplaw.com for a free consultation. The following is a commercial announcement. Your local radio stations are here for you. No subscriptions or monthly fees necessary. We're here to give you the news, weather, and traffic you need and the music you love. 
But if the foreign-owned record labels get their way, it could stop the music. They want Congress to force radio stations to pay them more money simply to play their music. Don't let radio go silent. Text LOCAL to 52886 and tell Congress to protect local radio stations. This message furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters. There's a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in Gator Country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same-day maintenance. And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. Bump, set, spike. We are your home for Gator Women's Volleyball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is the voice of the Gators, Sean Kelly, and you are listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. Sean back here on Thursday for his weekly segment with us. William says thought Utah was an older, more disciplined team than Florida. That's why they had less penalties called. They had more returning starters coming back. Uh, and Bernie did take off his helmet. Should have had a penalty called against us, so it's a two-way street. Yeah, it's funny that nobody mentioned that. Uh, Donald says uh, you, he thought Utah already had used all their timeouts. A Gator player had his helmet come off, and that's why the timeout was given back to Utah. Okay, I've tried to explain that several times. Uh, Tony says officiating was fine. Up to our staff to get the non-catch reviewed if it would cost a first-half timeout right in front of our bench. And then can we just take the fair catch and get the ball to 25 this week? You know, if you do that, Tony, and I hear it because the law of averages says you're not going to return something for a touchdown. But there's always the chance. Dick, hello. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Great show, man. And it's good to be a Gator. And hey, uh, uh, I think that was a great first game. I don't think that you know necessarily it was it was perfect, but I think it was it was pretty good. You look at some of these other first year coaches. I mean, Brian Kelly. That's the worst I think I've ever seen uh, LSU team play in a long you know since I can remember. Uh, you know, Dan Lane kind of took a beating. Brent Pry at Virginia Tech had a rough outing. So I mean, I think I think. I think we're in good hands with this guy, and I was really impressed. I, you know, it wasn't perfect, like I said, but you didn't see these like over and over again penalties. Like we'd move the ball, and then we'd have like three false starts in a row or something like that, where you're taking two steps forward and two steps back. You know, I mean, I was really, I was, I was pretty impressed. And Etienne, he played some young guys who I think you know looked really well, and and that quarterback to to play that quarterback. Being a transitional first-year coach with a new staff, implementing a new system, that was a pretty savvy quarterback. We just played Saturday night. He's a pretty good quarterback. He is. And I thought we did. I thought we did pretty well. And uh, no, I was real happy. I think, you know, if we keep progressing like this, and I think they're buying into the culture. And I think you didn't see a lot of the stupid, stupid unforced penalties that we had done previous years. It just looked like a a little bit more of a disciplined team to me. What do you think this, this past Saturday? I agree. Um, I mean, Florida had more penalties, 
than Utah did, but they weren't the, right. you know, the unsportsmanlike conduct stuff. But like I said, you know, Bernie took his helmet off. Um, there, that didn't get caught. And sometimes in the heat of the moment or, you know, what, like we, when you throw a shoe, okay, right, and the, right. you cannot, I don't care heat of the moment or not, you cannot do things like that. Right. And if, it, and if it's true, I love the line that I've heard kind of circulating that he turned to his, Billy turned to his assistant and said, gosh, I can't believe they pay us for this. Yeah, before, awesome. they, before they ran out in the field, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, Steve, have a great day, buddy. Yep, Dick, thank you. David, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, Steve. Um, I had a question, and I'm not, I don't mean to, like, harp on the officiating. I know how you feel about it. We don't feel the same, but I know how you feel about it. But the one question I had was the 10-second runoff. Could you explain exactly why if a defensive player is hurt, the offense loses time on the clock? I believe I'm right in this. I think Coach Napier took that. Um, I believe I'm right. Somebody can correct me if I'm not, but I believe that's what happened. Because in my mind, if they said it was under a minute, therefore the 10-second runoff, in my mind they reset the clock to uh, 53 seconds for us. I was like, why don't we just – have five injured players, one play after another. And then I know that's dirty playing, but in my mind, if that's something that happens automatically, then that's the no-brainer. But if you're saying Napier took it... Yes, I believe that's correct. Okay, cool. Um, My other question for you was, um, you know, uh, Dooley said that... uh, uh, Last night, Dooley said that Richardson had his Heisman moment on the the fake pump... uh, the pump fake juke out of those two guys and throw the Throw uh, so the two-point conversion, and I think you know it's way too early to be throwing around words like Heisman and stuff. We all love AR, and we want the A train to do good out there. And you know, if he keeps playing like that, obviously he will be in contention for something like that. But we just want to see him be will play well and everything. But my uh, my question to you is, do you see um, from what you saw in the game, uh, he seemed to do pretty well passing. He had the one deep ball that, you know, is kind of 50-50 uh, with the defender and everything. Um, I think he was pretty accurate most of the game. But do you think that uh, throwing a little more play action or even putting something at like a flea flicker could help him stay in the pocket a little bit more with passing? Or do you think that his rollout game is where they want him to be? Yeah, I do. Um, if One of the things I invite you to do, because he knows way better, is listen to Billy Napier yesterday talking about Anthony Richardson and he does it uh, unemotionally uh, matter of factly and it's the best uh, evaluation I can have a fan here because okay. he doesn't I mean he, he he was actually asked his evaluation okay and I read this earlier today uh, I thought the decision-making in the game was pretty good. I thought he made one bad decision in the game, third and ten, where he forced the ball into coverage. He should have thrown an interception, truth be known. Outside of that, I thought the management of the game, decision-making of the game was good. A few things we do maybe a little bit different, a little jittery early on, made a few mistakes, but ultimately he operated well. And he talked about his work ethic. Uh, that he does stuff when people aren't, aren't around. Um, so he said he's going to get better. That's what I would tell you. And as far as a Heisman moment, 
the only way I would agree with that assessment at all is if you know if you're going to put up num Heisman Trophy winners normally put up big numbers, right? Anthony's numbers were pedestrian, but that's what he was asked to do because Florida right now is a run-first offense. So what Anthony did was efficient, was good, and the only way that's going to be a Heisman moment is if his numbers suddenly go crazy. But I don't know Heisman Trophy winners that average 160 yards passing in a game. And that's not a knock on Anthony. He's doing what he's asked to do. I agree with you, and I think that um, one thing, though, that and this won't help him with the Heisman or anything, but one thing that I thought was very telling of like his maturity level was, let's be honest, if you put Anthony one-on-one with a defensive end and you give him three yards to get around him, Anthony's going to get around that guy 99 times out of 100, and he's going to get you some yards. But he was reading that defensive end all night for that read option that they were running, and if that defensive end comes up field, it's give the ball. That's what you're supposed to do. And he was doing that, even though I guarantee you he knows, man, I could make this guy miss. I could go get some yards. And so he was playing very unselfish football. And that's what really stuck out to me was with his athletic ability, following the scheme, following what was supposed to be done. Like, it's really a, like, was really mature of him to not just keep it and run it on some of those plays and let those running backs take a, do what they need to do. Thank you for your call, David. Appreciate it. That's our first hour. Hour two coming up. Plenty of time for your calls, questions, comments. Again, no show tomorrow because of maintenance we have to do. So get your calls in, get your thoughts in in the next hour. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Summer's over, but that joint pain is still there. Time to do something about it. Hey, it's Steve Russell. I want you to call QC Kinetics now. You've put it off long enough. It's time to get real lasting relief from chronic pain in your knees, back, shoulder, and hips. QC Kinetics can get you moving again with cutting-edge regenerative treatments. No drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Regenerative medicine uses highly concentrated healing properties from your own body that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. And QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting breakthrough natural approach to eliminating joint pain. Lots of people have done this, and they're living life to the fullest, pain-free. Don't assume the old ways of dealing with joint pain are the only ways. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, a totally free consultation. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. 352-400-4550. If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. We could talk about how complicated other banks make it to redeem credit card rewards, like how they require minimums, and worse, how the rewards flat out expire. 
Or we could talk about how with Discover, you can redeem your rewards for cash in any amount at any time. That's amazing. And now that we've talked about that, let's get back to, you know, the stuff we talk about here on the show. Learn more at discover.com slash redeem rewards. That's discover.com slash redeem rewards. Terms do apply. All right, golfers, do you want to simply survive around the greens or do you want to score? Well, you want to score. You need a wedge that will help you. Purest spin possible. The new Jaws Raw from Callaway. Most aggressive groove in golf. Now with the raw face delivers maximum one hop and stop spin. Optimized tungsten weighting. And you get noticeably better control and trajectory. All around better wedge play. It's the Jaws Raw. Get yours at CallawayGolf.com slash Jaws Raw. Welcome to Sports Scene with Steve Russell. Let's talk some sports and have some lunch on ESPN 98.1 FM and 8.50 AM WRUF. Welcome an hour to our Sports Scene for this Tuesday. Sam is producing. Hope you enjoyed Inside the Huddle earlier today. I always do. Last for me. We'll take your phone calls, 392-8255. You can email uh, srussell at wruf.com. Uh, in case you missed the first hour, where were you? Uh, we talked a lot about officiating, and people were complaining about the officiating. Say, you know, that well, why is there a Pac-12 crew here? And, you know, well, personally, I don't think the game was poorly officiated. Were some calls missed? yes. You're not going to find many games where calls are not missed. But like I said, it was interesting. All the people that complained, all the calls that were missed went against Florida. None went against Utah. Jerry says, disagrees that conference officials are not an advantage. They're managed by a conference official head. Officials do gather together to decide just how certain penalty offenses, uh, offenses should be called. Players adjust to those decisions. Other conferences may enforce the rules with a different emphasis. I don't understand that either. Okay, let me ask you something, Jerry. Are you telling me that a conference is going to get together and say, we're going we're gonna to enforce holding this way, and the other conference is going to enforce it differently? Now, I've got somebody who was an official. I will ask that question. And Thursday... I will specifically answer what you just said. I don't believe that, but I will find out. Uh, also says, doesn't believe the officials deliberately favor one team or another. Most every fan watches the officiating more closely when the calls or non-calls involve their team. Absolutely. Most fans don't watch the officiating as much when it involves the opponents. Unless we can view the conference officials' grades for the game, I don't believe anybody can judge the officials for calling a bad game or calling a good game. Well, that is the other thing I think that people don't understand. Officials are evaluated. And if officials don't hit a certain threshold, they're let go. They lose their jobs. It's fact. Get to the phones. Adam, hello. Hey, Steve. Great show, my man. Uh, how about them Gators, buddy? Did a good job. Yeah, man. Um Enough's been said about uh, about the officiating. Uh, my problem um, with the penalties were that we had too many, as far as I'm concerned, and I'll just let that lay where it is. We still got discipline issues. We need to stop with the false starts. We were seven for 38 yards while they only had three penalties. So that needs to change. That's my opinion on that. Um, as far as uh, Anthony Richardson, uh, I, I saw a very composed, mature. He did have jitters in the beginning, as Billy said. Um 
he played within the game instead of, you know, like trying to be prolific on every single down. And I thought that was extremely impressive. And that's, that's a definition, um, or that's a, that's a good description of what this coaching staff has brought to this team. So I was really impressed with him. Um, my problem with this game that I saw, and I've watched it a couple times now, was, and I want to ask you this question, I'm a little concerned, and I know this is a top-seven team. I'm a little concerned about that the rushing yards that they came out in the second half, and they just basically went up and down the field on us. I was a little concerned. There was a few missed tackles. There were some blown assignments in the, in the deep end. Um, I just wanted to get your opinion on that. I mean, we can get all blowed up. Yes, they beat Utah. Yes, they beat the top 10 team. Yes, it was a great win. But at the same time, did you see issues there um, with the rushing attack that uh, Utah brought to the Gators? Adam, I'm going to just go back to, oh gosh, about May. Okay? If you tuned this show in and people were asking about the Gator team, one of the things I harped on, one of the things that Shane, when he was a guest here and on his podcast, harped on was the defensive front. So that didn't surprise me at all because I think that is a spot that is weak at this point and does not have a lot of depth. And if you look at who Florida's recruiting, they're recruiting defensive linemen big time. Big the time. other thing is Utah with Whittingham, prides itself on being a physical, downhill-running team, which is what they proved to be. So, you know, sometimes you have to give the other coaches and the other team uh, a pat in the back, too, because uh, they're pretty good at that. Yeah, they definitely were. I, w I was really impressed the way that, that team really, uh, you know, they came out in the second half. Um, I appreciate that. Another thing I'd like to get your opinion on, um, I was really impressed with this coaching staff for playing true freshmen. Obviously, we saw ETN. Uh, he, he, he was uh, electric. And um, uh, we saw Shamar James on the field. We saw Devin Moore on the field. And that is such a huge change from the coaching staff that was. And so I, I'm just, I was really impressed with that. Even to, up until the last play of the game where we got that interception, Devin Moore was on the field. That's a tree. He just graduated high school last year. I was wondering uh, what your opinion is on that. Thanks so much for the show, Steve. Go okay, Gators. thank you. Here's my opinion. If the coaching staff thinks you're good enough to play as a true freshman, guess what? You play. That goes back to recruiting. That goes back to evaluation, right? It goes back to sometimes position of need. Here's the other thing I think people don't understand. If you get a freshman, and let's say there's upperclassmen in the same position, but that freshman is better. Well, guess what? That freshman plays if he's better. To me, Porter, hello. Hey, Steve. Um, uh, how are we doing today? Good. I've got a, 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 my outtake from the weekend. How do I take from the weekend? Um, I'm so glad that we have Napier and uh, LSU has Kelly. <laughs> um, that being said, I'm, I honestly think that uh, at least for one for one game, one weekend, 
if either Kelly or Norvell, uh, Norvell were coaching either Florida or Utah, that team would have lost. And if either Napier or uh, Whittingham were coaching LSU or FSU, that team would have won. Uh, do you agree? Um, I see the premise. I don't necessarily agree or disagree because one game doesn't make a coaching tenure. Right, fair I mean, enough. Brian Kelly has a like him, hate him. He's won everywhere he's been. So, you know, if I and I, I get it, it didn't look good. It wasn't pretty. Special teams were awful for them. But, uh, you know, and again, in this world we live in of instant Twitter reaction and, you know, judgment on one game, I get it. But I, I saw one. I saw Saturday night, I saw a very well coached game. You know, there were there certainly some mistakes and things to work on, but uh, overall, I think I thought both uh, both both teams were, were well coached and yep. showed boys' discipline and and, and just I don't know, just uh, they knew what they were doing, and that's such a relief after the uh, past couple of years where we even when things went well, we sort of almost seemed like we were uh, backing into it. Um, but uh, anyhow, and at the LSU FSU game on Sunday, I saw a very poorly coached game. Who's, who's trying to lose it uh, more? Uh, granted, I, I had a dog in the fight. I always hate FSU, and just as it worked out, the first week of the of the pool, winner take all. I was tied, uh, and I had LSU, and the other person at FSU. So obviously, I was a bit biased, but I was I thought I was out of it when FSU was going. You know, had the ball. All they had to do was worst case, uh, they the, the clock down to about thirty seconds, and um, uh, LSU. Doesn't have any timeouts left, and FSU is trying a field goal to go up ten. Instead, they start bumbling around, and uh, you know we know how it worked. But I was just shocked that uh, Kelly even go for two. When the, the announcers were talking about overtime, I was like, he's not going for overtime. If he if he wins, they're going for two, and it's it's up or down. And when I saw that just one finger in the air, I couldn't believe it. Uh, I didn't expect him to miss it, but anyhow, I'll, I'll take it off the air. What was your opinion on that? Did it go for two there or not? Thanks. Okay, thank you, Porter. Um. Nah, I, I I tend to be conservative in those kinds of things, um, so I, I was okay with that. Now, if you're playing, you know, four overtimes, five overtimes, at some point, yeah. But no, I didn't have a problem with that. Dave, welcome. Dave, hello. Hey, Steve, how are you? Doing okay, Dave. I'm deep in enemy territory up here. I'm oh. from Atlanta. Okay. Um, just a couple of comments. Uh, people have been compl- a little bit complaining about how the defense played, especially in the second half. And I didn't catch this during the game because I watched it with a number of people. But I was told that Utah made a change in the second half and added a sixth offensive lineman on the line. And my question would be is, is was that – it appeared that made a difference. My question would be, did we make any adjustments to that if, in fact, that did happen? Because the first half and the second half from a run defense was completely different. And when you had a sixth offensive lineman in there, that's an extra blocker. And just curious as to whether or not that actually did happen. And number two, if it did, did we do anything different during that second half to adjust to that? Well, they had... Uh, 230 yards rushing in the game, okay? 
and I'm going to go back yep. and, and I'm going to go back and look now. Um, at the half, let's see. That's the quarter. I'm trying to look up exactly. Well, I'm just trying to look up the number of yards they had in the first half. Right. Uh, um, but let's just say, for conversation's sake, that they did do that. If they did, that was not brought up at all that I could see from Florida's coaches or anybody else. Yeah, because I, I even think, because I tried to rewatch it last night, and I thought I even heard the commentary guy in the middle of the third quarter indicated that they had added an offensive lineman. Um, and, 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 and that's fine. I mean, I understand doing that. But that also would, if we didn't, if we didn't bring an extra lineman in for that, that would make a big difference in the running game. Not necessarily. I see where you're going because you're assuming you're going to match up, you know, with an offensive lineman. But there are ske- things schematically you could. You don't have to necessarily go man on man with that. You, there are some things you could do schematically. But look, yeah. they came out in the, the the first drive of the third quarter. I mean, I, I think I saw what Whittingham said. Uh, we had a little, you know, come to Jesus meeting in the locker room. And, uh, you know, right. we went out and kind of played our ball, which they did. They they were terrific first drive of the third quarter. If there's any way you could check on that, I'd, I'd really appreciate that. Because that, to me, that's a big deal um, from a running standpoint. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, All right. But other than that, I, offense play, I thought the offense played great. Uh, I, was, I also agree with the, the previous caller. A little surprised at the penalties because that was one thing that – Coach Napier had made a comment about last year about we we're going to be more disciplined. And, man, in the first quarter, I think we had four penalties. Um, so that was a little disappointing, but uh, that can be corrected pretty well, I think. So, anyway, Steve, I enjoy your show. Love listening to you up here, and uh, have a great day. Yep, appreciate you. Thank you very much. Uh, Brian, D, hang on, 115. Time check brought to you by Hayes Chillery, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WYUF. Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Matt Quateraro. The Rays and Red Sox face off in the second of three from the Trop tonight. The Rays continued their hot streak last night, now winning six of their last seven. And this is one of the most critical spots in their schedule as they are in the midst of 14 straight against divisional opponents. They currently sit five games back of the Yankees at the top of the AL East. You can tune into coverage right here starting at 6 o'clock. Elsewhere, Gators Golf won their season opener yesterday in the Fighting Irish Classic. Shooting 21 under par as a team, the Gators managed to beat Georgia Southern, North Carolina, and the host Notre Dame. Gators fans await the release of the football AP poll to see how how the Gators fare after knocking off Utah last weekend and ahead of their tilt this Saturday with Kentucky. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matt Quarteron. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. If you're a regular listener of sports, then you know I've been telling you for a while about my friend and trusted realtor, Scott Caldwell, owner of your home sold guaranteed realty. As the real estate market continues to shift and home sellers like you have serious questions about when to sell and for how much, or what if you need to buy and also have a home to sell? Well, this is why I suggest that you get to know and trust Scott Caldwell like I have. He's a great guy. He's the only agent I'd trust to help sell my home because he's helped hundreds of families this year alone. Trust Scott to help you sell fast and for the most money. 
No matter what your situation is, he's got upfront written guarantees and thousands of buyers giving you the added confidence to sell right now. In fact, Scott will sell your home at your agreed-to price and time frame, or he'll buy it. That's right, he'll buy it. Call Scott today, 352-209-0000, 352-209-0000, or visit callwellhasthebuyers.com. Hi, this is Dr. Luis Rodriguez of Exceptional Dentistry. Hear what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. I was really looking for some top-of-the-line dentists to be under their care. I mean, from the first day I came here, when you walk in, they treat you just with the utmost kindness. I've never known dentist or any uh, health care provider in my life that has the compassion towards people that they do. It's just very well worth it. When you leave, you just feel great. But if you want good quality work and dentists that really care about you as a person and your your health care like that, come to Exceptional Dentistry because they are exceptional. This is Dr. Luis Rodriguez, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. Fall is coming up fast. That means football, the World Series, and trees. Fall is a great time to get your trees ready for winter. And Daughtry Tree Service, the tree service people, are standing by to help you with tree removal, trimming, pruning, and more. 30-plus years of experience means even your toughest tree, stump, or debris removal project is no match for the experts at Daughtry Tree Service. Serving Alachua County and surrounding areas. Call today for a free estimate. At Daughtry Tree Service, there is no tree too tall. We do them all. As a Marine, Jamie's team always had his back. As a civilian, when things got dark, they still did. Jamie was losing hope when he found the Florida Veterans Support Line. Connecting with his fellow veterans helped him get back on track. Now, he gets to pay that support forward as a Veteran Care Coordinator. Call 1-844-MY-FL-VET. Confidential 24-7. Asking for help is hard. Call me. I've been there. Hey, Steve Russell here for the Road Heaver Boys Ranch in Palatka. This facility houses at-risk young boys from troubled homes and is sustained by donated cars, trucks, boats, RVs, or any vehicle. Donations tax-deductible and go a long way towards helping these boys learn real-life skills by repairing the vehicles and reselling them. A real win-win. The Road Heaver Boys Ranch has been helping boys for over 70 years. They need your help. So please consider donating your unused or unwanted vehicle. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org and learn more. We know that we can depend on Gator Nation to step up when you're needed. The Roadheaver Boys Ranch has been helping at-risk young boys from troubled homes for over 70 years, and they need your help now more than ever. So please consider donating your car, truck, boat, RV, or any vehicle to help these boys. They learn real-life skills by repairing them and reselling them to sustain the facility. Donations are tax-deductible. Cash donations accepted also. Google Boys Ranch Palatka or go to rbr.org to learn more. Thanks again. The Mary Wise Show, Monday evenings at 7, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Sports Scene with Steve Russell continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. 
Kevin says, if I'm not mistaken, the officiating crew from the Big 12, no. It was from the Pac-12. Um, Daryl says, it baffles me. Some fans are talking about the Heisman after one game for Anthony Richardson. He had an efficient game, not a great game. Coach Napier is going to put him in situations so he won't fail. Uh, although, apparently, his Heisman odds did go up. Uh, so, again, figure it out. Uh, Buford says, I think that if that questionable catch had been reviewed, wouldn't be having all this buzz about officiating. Oh, yeah, we would. Yeah, we would, Buford. Yeah, we would. That's just that's just the nature of the beast now. Brian, welcome to Sports Scene. Hey, I got a comment on that last comment. You know, you know, football's not perfect. The officials aren't perfect. Football players aren't perfect. You know, it's, things are going to happen. People are going to get away with holes. Okay. Brian, we didn't we get a call back, Brian. We didn't get away with your phone. You uh, went into la-la land there. Call us back. D, hello. Hey, how you doing, Steve? Good. Uh, talk about Brian Kelly right quick. Uh, you know, Steve, I'm not the biggest – I'm not a Brian Kelly fan at all. But, my God, man, I mean, you, you act like this guy – people act like this guy was at LSU for six years. Right. And, he, I mean, he's got a 10-year contract, man. He's not going he's not going anywhere anytime soon. And if you listen and I look, Steve, I'm not naive. I know where this this skepticism comes from, the whole off season stuff with the fake accent, you know, him dancing with the recruit. Um, you know, he, he, a lot of people just don't feel he fits this the this southern uh SEC style of play. He's not a southerner, he doesn't fit the LSU culture. I know where it comes from. But he, I, again, Steve, man. If you listen to people in the know at LSU, they think this is a, a seven to nine win team, kind of like the Gators, and they figure this is going to be his worst team, just like this is going to be Napier's worst team because he's recruiting well now. After he, the initial, you know, getting to know everybody, he's, he just got a five star offensive lineman last week. So, look, I, I just, I just don't get this overreaction to one game. D, I couldn't agree more. And, and I guess sometimes when I let it, it just frustrates the hell out of me <laughs> because the world we're living in now is what have you done for me lately? And because, you know, whether or not the people on Twitter is a small group of fans that do this, the fact is they do do it. And I get to a point that you are judged by the last thing that you do and the last thing that is seen. I'll give you an example, D. Supposing Florida had looked undisciplined, made the same kind of you, – are you going to sit there and tell me that there would have been, wow, we got this with Mullen. I thought this guy was supposed – I mean, could you see that happening? Yes. Yeah. That's And it's one game. It's one game. But that's – where we're at. Yeah, like you said, Steve, man, the, the guy's won everywhere he's been. Uh, but, uh, again, this this SEC pressure, it's, it's different, man. It'll uh, it'll have you seeing ghosts and waking up in cold sweat. So is that, <laughs> that, that's, that's, what he, that's what he signed up for. But I think in due time, he'll be able to handle it. So I, I, I wouldn't write him off just yet. And you know what's <laughs> funny? I know he didn't, you know, when he faked the accent and all that, that didn't endear him to some LSU yeah. people either, which I, again, stupid move by him, in my opinion. But look, 
if he ends up winning and wins big, do you think anybody will remember that or anybody will remember the first game against FSU? Of course not. They'll, they'll all have fake accents. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> go, Steve. All right, D. Thank you. David, you're next. How are you today? Hello? Yeah, David, go ahead. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, I turned it over to the Pac-12 channel to see what uh, they had to say about the Florida-Utah game. And they all seem to agree that Florida was totally outplayed, but somehow won. And I'm struggling whether that's true or not. Do you think that's true? I think there's a little Pac-12 bias there. Um, But sometimes numbers are for losers because, you know, I mean, you, you can dominate a game and yet find a way to lose it. And I don't think Utah found a way to use it. But if you look back, you know, the, the, the time when Florida stuffed him, third down play, that, that back walks in the end zone, but he fell down. And then, yeah. you know, the, the quarterback played well all night, and he picked a bad time to throw a bad ball. Now, whether their guy was knocked down, I don't know. Speaking of officiating, nobody's mentioned that. So, you know, sometimes Urban Meyer told me this, and the more I heard him say this, I agree. Most football most games come down to five or six key plays that are you know games that are competitive and close well this game's no different yeah i I agree with that i have heard that saying as well um so i just i i just thought they were being a little a little totally outplayed i don't think they totally outplayed us no i mean we made our mistakes too (laughs) no i I mean if i'm if i'm a utah fan could i say on the road that my team outplayed Florida. I mean, you could make a case for it, but like dominated the game or totally outplayed them. No, 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 no. All right. All right, Steve. Thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir, David. Thank you. We'll get uh, Chris quickly here. Hi, Chris. Hey, Steve. How you doing, man? Good. Um, just a couple things. Uh, uh, first of all, I just want to compliment you again for everything you do and i listened to you uh saturday night and and uh wow you get some crazy calls on there but we won't go there. <laughs> yeah you do um um in regard to the start of the third quarter in utah making adjustments uh, as far as i'm concerned they were kind of perceived experts in the running game in the top 10 in the nation that's what they do and the way i remember it they brought in a third tight, tight end yep and they went jumbo, and I can't remember how we compensated for that. I would think we would have put in an extra defensive end or strong safety or something to compensate. But overall, I mean, you hold a team like that, again, who's a perceived expert in a running game, defending Pac-12 champion, and, and they only get 230 yards rushing in the game. Uh, I think we did better than a lot of people are giving us credit for. Yes, we, we need to build – depth there and everything, but uh, I, I just wanted to say that real quick. Uh, on the officiating, it was in in contract. They decided, okay, when Utah comes to Gainesville, they're going to have a, a Pac-12 crew, and when when Florida goes to Utah uh, the following season, they'll uh, have Southeastern Conference mm-hmm. referee. True. Sounds fair to me, so whatever. You know, uh, We've seen SEC Conference guys – Miss calls too. So, 
it is what it is as far as I'm concerned. So, um, uh, does anybody know anything about Kentucky yet? I haven't heard anybody mention Kentucky. I'll give that to you and get off the air. Okay, thank you. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk. We did talk about Kentucky earlier today. I will talk more about it, certainly as the week goes along. But I'll touch on it before we get out of here. By the way, just want to tell you, when when the game opened with Utah, they started with two tight ends, just so you know. Okay? So that, and at times they went three tight ends. So if that's considered jumbo, then now to the point about how Florida, if they did go three times, first of all, I don't know how many plays they did that. And then if they did do that, you know, how did Florida adjust is a certainly a legitimate question. But they, you know, they had three good tight ends and they were in jumbo with three tight ends on some plays. One thirty time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry, ESPN, 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. The flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN, 98.1 FM, and 8.50 AM, WRUF. Summer's over, but that joint pain is still there. Time to do something about it. Hey, it's Steve Russell. I want you to call QC Kinetics now. You've put it off long enough. It's time to get real lasting relief from chronic pain in your knees, back, shoulder, and hips. QC Kinetics can get you moving again with cutting-edge regenerative treatments, no drugs, no downtime, no surgery. Regenerative medicine uses highly concentrated healing properties from your own body that restore and repair damaged joint tissue. And QC Kinetics is the nation's leader in this exciting breakthrough natural approach to eliminating joint pain. Lots of people have done this, and they're living life to the fullest, pain-free. Don't assume the old ways of dealing with joint pain are the only ways. Call QC Kinetics today for a free consultation. In Gainesville, Ocala, and the Villages, a totally free consultation. 352-400-4550. 352-400-4550. QC Kinetics. 352-400-4550. Radiant Credit Union could cover your car payments for a whole year. Are you listening? A year! We don't want to be responsible for any FOMO or the complex emotions you might go through if you miss out. So, here's your heads up. Right now, you can save big with a Radiant Credit Union auto loan at an amazingly low rate. Plus, no payments for 90 days. And you could win your car payments for a year. But hurry, this offer ends September 30th. Visit RadiantCU.org slash autoloan and get started. Federally insured by NCUA. As a small business owner, you've got inks to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ink for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Driving a truck or bus is a very demanding job. It can keep you on the road for long periods and at night, which can affect your sleep quality. Sleep loss or fatigue can cause symptoms similar to impaired driving. Get enough sleep before you drive. Be aware of signs of fatigue, such as frequent yawning, heavy eyes, or blurred vision. Don't keep on trucking when you're tired. Take a break. Don't drive drowsy. For information, visit FLHSMV.gov. Brought to you by the Florida Highway Patrol, Office of Commercial Vehicle Enforcement. There's a feeling of pride and excellence that comes with living in Gator Country. Just ask Chuck Bush at Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. A safe running vehicle needs regular upkeep, so Bush Auto Repair specializes in same day maintenance. 
And when she's not running, an ASE tech and computer diagnostic will identify the problem and fix it right the first time. Straight talk and excellent service you'd expect in the swamp. Read their reviews. Keeping cars on the road since 1954. Call Chuck Bush Auto Repair and Gator Transmission. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Mostly sunny skies throughout the afternoon and temperatures getting to above average levels. We should reach the mid-90s with heat indices in the lower 100s for several hours today. A few stray evening showers are possible, but most spots should stay dry. Overnight clear skies early, lows in the mid to low 70s, patchy fog possible tomorrow morning. In the UF Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Megan Borowski. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Rob in South Carolina. Man, why are you guys disrespecting Stratford, uh, man? Don't call in here talking about I'm disrespecting someone. Then you can't remember their name and then you say the wrong name. Yo, Max, no, you're disrespecting um uh, yeah, my grandma. So don't 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 tell me you're so high on Stafford you can't remember his name and then you call him Stratford. He, Jay, and Max. Weekday mornings at 6 right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Bump, set, spike. We are your home for Gator Women's Volleyball. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. This is Gator Head Football Coach Billy Napier, and you're listening to Sports Scene with Steve Russell right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world on the WRUF radio app. Well, the new coaches poll is out. The Gators are 19th in the poll, and guess what? Kentucky's 20. How about that? Um, there are three 0-1 teams in the poll. Notre Dame is still in the top 10. They're number nine. Utah drops to 15. They drop seven spots. Somehow, Oregon is still there. How is Oregon still in the poll? after getting just dismantled by Georgia. They're 24. Uh, Ole Miss is 23. Kentucky's 20. Florida, 19. Arkansas, 17. Uh, and then Georgia, A&M is still 6. They went up 1, and they were unimpressive to me. Georgia is now number 2, but very close to Alabama. Brian is going to talk to us now. Hi, Brian. Hey, Steve. How you doing? Okay. Sorry, I got this disconnected yeah i just wanted to say that uh you know just like the last caller said it is what it is you know everybody's not perfect on the field things happen not going to see everything you just move forward but i you know sorry i got cut off before but i like the professionalism of billy napier and his staff you know when there was a bad call in the field billy didn't go into outrage he kept his calm he kept his composure and i i think that you saw that in the team you know, you see his demeanor rubbing off on the team. And it, it's very Alabama-like, very Clemson-like, very professional. Yeah, now, when you say Alabama-like, Nick Saban gets upset. Nick Saban throws headsets. Nick Saban yells at officials and yells at his team. And I'm not saying that Billy Napier won't do that, you know, if the occasion warrants it. But, I mean, I see your point, but I think, and I'm guilty of this too, I think, sometimes. You know, when you make the comparison, he's a Saban guy, you know, well, you know well, yes. But, I mean, 
we all know Saban can lose his temper, and I think any coach can lose his temper. But to your point, yes, there's a, th- th- this team seems to know what it's doing, and he's done a, a good job in one game. Yes. Hopefully it goes to the next game. Yes. All right, thanks, Steve. Okay, thank you, Brian. Um, let's get Tony here. Tony, welcome. Hey, Steve, what's up, man? Hey. Um, the uh, officiating real quick. Yeah, that was a 10-second runoff at the end of the first half. Right. That Napier chose. Exactly. They gave him the option. You know, the officiating was fine. They let the guys play. And you know how I make that determination? There were no holding calls on the offensive line. Neither offensive line got a holding call. That tells me they let the guys play, man. Um, Top 20 matchup in the swamp sounds good. Listen, the U.K. offense, they started the season with five running backs. They're coming into the swamp with their number two and number five running backs based on suspensions and injuries. The offensive line was revamped to begin with. Their left tackle, they benched them. It was a turnstile during the Miami of Ohio game. The offensive line looked awful. Um, Miami of Ohio just played games on them. Every time they played a game on them, um, Levis had a run for his life. So they're starting a guard at left tackle, and the whole left side of the line is reshuffled. So look for what we do there. Their three top receivers all left. Their three receivers now are the transfer from Virginia Tech and two true freshmen coming into the swamp. Okay, so keep that in mind when you're thinking about this game, folks. Um, Steve, trivia question for Kentucky. You ready? Okay. Mike Stoops is tied with the most wins in program history. He's going for the record breaker. Mark Stoops, right? Yeah. Yeah, Mike Stoops. Mike Stoops, sorry. Who's he tied with, Steve? In Kentucky history. Now, are you what talking about th- this current Kentucky coach? Yeah. That's Mark Stoops. Stoops right? Mark Stoops. Mark Stoops. Yeah. I'm sorry, Mark Stoops. Okay, that's what, that's what confused me about what you said. Now, one more time. So, Mark Stoops is tied with program wins as head football coach of Kentucky. He's going for the record 61 wins now in the swamp on Saturday. Who's he tied with in UK program history? Uh, Bear Bryant. Yeah, you nailed it, man. Damn, Steve-O. You good, buddy. How about that? Hey, check this out. But Bear wasn't on the hot seat, though, okay? <laughs> no. He was on, on, on the hot seat. He just, you know, looked across campus where all the fans were checking out this guy called Adolph Rupp. So I guess much to the chagrin of Mark Stoops, even old Bear thought back then that Kentucky was a basketball school, eh? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I look, I give Kentucky, you know, they the, Kentucky has done this now in two separate administrations where they kept a coach uh, that at some other schools might have been fired. And that that's a testament to them, but it's also because they didn't have the pressure, if you will, of having a winning tradition. They, they, they just didn't have that, right? So you can take, you know, more of a chance. Jerry Claiborne was there, actually, you know, did okay. But Rich Brooks was the guy that they kind of stuck with, and his overall record wasn't really good. But he had some pretty good teams there in, in his tenure, and they stuck with him. So, you know... The, 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 what they're doing with Stoops kind of fits what they've done with other coaches. 
I remember that they were at a, at a crossroads there where they almost got rid of him. They almost got rid of him. He was there for like one or two seasons where, he, where it was touch and go. So whoever the athletic director was back then, I'm not sure it was. I guess it's the same guy, um, you know, made the right choice, obviously, man. Definitely agree with you. All right, Steve, take okay, care. Okay, thank you, Tony. Appreciate the call. Andrew is next. Hi, Andrew. Yes, uh, Steve. I uh, just uh, I, I wanted to pass this along. I didn't know if you've heard it or not, but uh, Guy Morris, the coach, former coach at Kentucky, had passed away at the age of 71. Okay. Just came across. Um, Kentucky's got a lot of situational problems with their offensive line, it appears, because Monday Mark Stoops shuffled some people around, um, just not being happy and then having Rodriguez out. But one of the keys that I see is uh, Levis. Uh, Levis, he, he yeah. is also Levis. He's also a runner, is he not? Can be, yes. And uh, is he projected to uh, uh, have have an influence in their offense rushing the ball? I know he can pass. I never realized he was uh, a threat to run. Well, remember, you sometimes when you play a team that and I take nothing away from Miami of Ohio, but it's not like you're playing Utah, right? So sometimes you don't show all the cards in your hand. But one thing that I think is real there, and Tony brought this up, they had some real offensive line issues. Um, He was pressured a lot. He was sacked four times. Last year, I looked this up, he was sacked an average of just over one time a game. He was sacked four times against a MAC team. So, yeah. yeah, they don't have a lot of experience there. Two redshirt freshmen started at left tackle and left guard. Um, and then the other two guys on the right, Manning and Flax, played, but they didn't have a lot of experience. So this is a you know a work in progress for them. Probably going to get better because I think Kentucky, that's kind of what they do. But is it going to be where it's going to be? You know, is, is this game two offensive line going to be as good as the game nine offensive line? Probably not. No. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm going to let you go, Steve. But uh, we'll, I guess we'll be resuming with some more Kentucky talk on Thursday. Absolutely. Correct. All right. Bye-bye. All thank right. You. Thank you, Andrew. Yep, you're going to hear from the play-by-play voice, Tom Leach. Uh, on Thursday. 144 time check brought to you by Hayes Jewelry. Final segment coming up. ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Gainesville Sports Center. Here's what's trending now on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM WRUF. Good afternoon. I'm Matt Quateraro. The Rays look to stay hot as they face off against the Red Sox again today. Drew Rasmussen will be on the bump for the Rays facing off against Rich Hill. The Rays are in the midst of 14 straight against division rivals, which will continue with a series against the Yankees on Friday. And Tampa Bay is currently five games back of the AL East leading Bronx Bombers. You can tune into coverage right here starting at 6 o'clock. The AP poll will be released later this afternoon with all eyes on where the Gators are and where they will end up. Nonetheless, Kentucky heads to the Swamp to take on the Gators this Saturday. Elsewhere, the Gators golf team was victorious in their season opener yesterday at the Fighting Irish Classic. 
three Gators ended up in the top 10 of the event, and the team as a whole shot 21 under par. That's your Gainesville Sports Center. I'm Matt Quarterar. ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. Just the other day, uh, somebody stopped me. I uh, was very kind about listening to the show and said, do you really drive a car from Southeast Gardens? That's a true story. And it's happened a lot. And my answer always is the same. Yes, I do. I don't endorse anything I don't believe in. Never have. And the people at Southeast Car Agency have treated me well for years and years and years. And it all started with my first walk in the business. Their sales staff was great. They didn't come out. They didn't swarm me. They just said, how can we help you? What are you looking for? What do you want to test drive? Here's a list of the vehicles. You can take a look at them for yourself. I was truly amazed at that. And I got to test drive a lot of different vehicles until I chose the one I wanted. And that's what they can do for you. The Cousins family has run that business for over 40 successful years. And again, no new vehicles, just the best and late model, low mileage vehicles. Check them out online, secars.com, or see them in person at Northeast 39th Avenue in Gainesville. When you go see them in person, Make sure and tell them Sports Scene sent you to the good people at Southeast Car Agency. Everyone knows how beneficial therapy can be, but traditional therapy can be overwhelming, confusing, and inconvenient. When scheduling in-person therapy, it can be difficult to find the right therapist near you, and it can take weeks to get on their calendar. We knew there had to be a better way, and that's where BetterHelp began. I'm Danny, co-founder of BetterHelp Online Therapy. When Alana and I started BetterHelp in 2013, our mission was simple. Find a way to make professional therapy accessible, affordable, and convenient for everyone. BetterHelp works around your schedule and lifestyle. You can connect to a therapist by phone, video call, or even text message. You don't even have to turn on your camera if you don't feel comfortable. And if your therapist isn't the right fit, you can switch anytime with a click of a button because BetterHelp is designed with you in mind. See why over 2 million members have trusted BetterHelp for online therapy. Go to BetterHelp.com slash you first and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash you first for 10% off your first month. International Diamond Center's All Takori Weekend is here this Friday through Sunday. It's your best opportunity to experience the magic of Takori. With exciting incentives, Takori is the brand above all brands in bridal and fashion. Handcrafted in California by true artisans, Takori sets the standard. IDC's flying in the entire Takori collection for this three-day event, including all-new, never-seen-before designs with stunning beauty from every angle. And if you purchase any Takori engagement ring at this event, you'll get 12 months zero-interest financing, plus a 500 $500 gift card on us. Buy the matching van and get another $500. Buy his van and get another $500. That's $1,500 total. And while you're here, you can match that perfect ring with the most exquisite diamond the world has to offer. As IDC opens up the vault, showcasing our largest GIA and Forever Mark diamond selection ever. Don't miss this spectacular and unprecedented three-day event. International Diamond Center's All Takori Weekend. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Only at IDC at Celebration Point. On approved credit restrictions may apply. Gainesville Highfield MRI has recently remodeled and expanded. A beautiful, relaxing waiting room, state-of-the-art imaging, new x-ray and ultrasound services. And as always, at Gainesville Highfield MRI, you are their top priority. They offer evening and weekend hours, same-day scheduling, and accept nearly all insurances. If you've been in a car wreck, had a slip and fall, or just want to get a nagging injury treated, go where doctors send their patients. Gainesville Highfield MRI, in the Millennium Center on 43rd Street and Newberry Road, and online at GainesvilleHighfieldMRI.com. 
If you're a diabetic, we have great news. You can end the painful finger sticks with a new CGM. Plus, they may be covered by Medicare, Medicaid, or private insurance. If you test and inject daily, you may qualify. Call U.S. Med now to learn more. 800-513-1652. 800-513-1652. That's 800-513-1652. This is Seth Hart, Operations Manager here at ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. Due to required FCC rules regarding tower maintenance, the station is required to power down completely on Wednesday, September 7th, and for parts of Thursday, September 8th. We apologize for this disruption in our regularly scheduled programming, and we thank you for listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The WRUF Radio App, your source for sports every second of every hour of every day. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. And now, more sports scene with Steve Russell, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and online WRUF.com. I may not get to all the emails today. We're not doing a show tomorrow because of technical issues we have to get fixed. Uh, but I will get to them on Thursday. Let's get to John's call first. Hi, John. Hey, Steve. So you, you guys are doing a full reboot tomorrow? Is that what I just heard? Uh, we're basically having the FCC says we have to paint our tower. So that's what we have to do. Oh, paint your! T- I thought they meant like you have to turn the station off and on like a computer. And, well, you do. And you, don't, you do in order to do that. Okay, I got you. Um, okay, two things. I I listened to um, Whittingham's. I listened listened to all of his press conferences after the game, and then one the next day, and the next day. And he and what I understood was the way Florida's D line was attacking was they they were not going at the guy in front of them. They were they were pushing the guy next to the guy in front yeah, of him. Shooting gaps, it and, sounds like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And and, the, and Whittingham said that they were reacting to that instead of just doing their normal blocking. And he said at halftime, you just push forward. Don't worry if the guy in front of you goes next to you. And, and, and my understanding is that made a huge difference, that instead of going sideways and trying to block the guy that comes at you, they were just pushing forward and, and getting yardage that way. Um, and, uh, uh, the second thing, um, that I was going to talk about is, um, I know everyone's complaining on the refs. Um, and, and there was one, there was one call where there was a hold on a guy and that was the play where the quarterback threw that pass and it was ruled complete. But after he threw the pass, our guy, I mean, our, 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 our defensive lineman absolutely obliterated the quarterback and I, I thought they were going to throw a personal foul on him. And the quarterback stands up, and his helmet is sideways, and his chin strap is messed up. So, granted, he could have got a hold, and we could have also gotten a personal foul. I'm not saying there aren't badly officiated games. I'm not saying that officials blow calls. They do. But, again, I don't think this was a poorly – officiated game and it's funny 
how sports are different. In basketball, what do a lot of people think about a game? Right? If if there's if if Kentucky gets ten fouls and Florida gets ten fouls, that was an even oh well officiated game. But if one team, uh, if the if they blow a whistle twenty times against Team X and ten times against the other, ah, oh, it was terrible. Well, maybe the other team mm-hmm. fouled more. But that's yeah. the perception that some people get. I want to watch for one thing against Kentucky. I remember that Kentucky, every time we'd start a drive and, and, and get some momentum, a player goes down for Kentucky. Watch and see if that happens in this game. If, if we get on a roll and all of a sudden our guy's hurt, and then he pops up in the next, you know, then he sits for one play and he's back the next play. That, that, I hate that. That irritates me. It could be coincidence, but I want to see if it happens again. Um, anyways, thanks, Steve. Okay, John. Thank you. All right, we'll try to get through as many of these as we can here. Todd says, sad and skeptical after Mick left. Listening to him my entire Gainesville tenure. I had a chance to listen to some of the Utah game, especially the end. Impossible to replace Mick, but I have to say, impressed with Mr. Kelly. He brought excitement to the listening experience. Looking forward for many years to come. Um, and he'll be here Thursday. Um, Bob says, uh, Gator Nation's happy with the Utah win, but the Gators had no business winning the game. The well-seasoned Utah quarterback uh, with two soon-to-be NFL tight ends would have scored nine out of ten times in the last quarter of the game to seal their victory. But somehow, the gods were with Billy Boy and made the Utah quarterback make the worst pass he's ever thrown in his life to take defeat out of the jaws of victory. Coach Napier may be the luckiest coach in UF history if this sort of thing continues. Well, you, in order to win and win big, sometimes, Bob, luck is part of it. The way the ball bounces is part of it. Heath says, if you had to drop a trick play for the Gators on offense, what skill personnel do you get involved? What type of play is it? I, I couldn't answer that because I don't have enough time to answer it. If you found uh, you could pick uh, all-time play-by-play guys to call a Gator game, well, you're asking me stuff that I have to think about. Um, I'll say this for another time, Heath, because I, I can't answer that top of my head. Um, Larry says, Question about tailgating. My 45th year as a season ticket holder. It seems the university is pushing tailgating off campus more and more every year. I know some of it's due to construction. Many of the spots that fans were allowed to use seem to be uh, taped off now. Do you know if this is something that's being done intentionally? Well, intentionally. If it's being taped up and there's no construction, that sounds intentional to me. But I will try to ask Scott Strickland uh, that question for you. Uh, let's see here. Rick, I uh, can't believe I missed you and Shane yesterday. Rolling is soon to be off for the holiday. We are working people, baby. At the risk of redundancy, what are your biggest overall takeaways from Saturday night? Well, it wasn't perfect. Utah's good team. Florida was fortunate to win. They had, some, they had some breaks go their way, but sometimes good teams make their breaks. And uh, there's room for improvement. But I thought uh, the discipline was better. The, the sideline, very calm. 
understanding what they needed to do. So it's a good thing. Not a problem. So thank you for that. Um, now, a quick reminder. Oh, uh, BB, sorry about that. Billy kind of reminds me of Coach Saban with his planning and measured factual evaluations, pointing out areas for constant improvement. Um, and then Sunday night's halftime report producers might have pre-planned what occurred. Uh, I'm not sure what this is about. It was certainly an awkward moment for Dan of being completely silent on the Gator game highlights while being vocal in all their games. Just came, oh, about Mullen. Okay, came off weird. I wish he could have said something positive and wish the Gator team the best. It seemed a lost opportunity. Uh, and then he said, uh, could you summarize your early thoughts on the Kentucky game? Once again, I think they struggled in the offensive line. They averaged less than two yards a carry. Their best runner apparently will not play again because of legal issues, Chris Rodriguez. Uh, they are reshuffling the offensive line. Uh, some of their top backs are not playing either. So what was perceived at the beginning of the year, BB, as a strength for Kentucky may not be the strength that some people thought it was. Um and then I forgot about Rick said his takeaways were loved hearing what Coach Napier said in the postgame locker room show the formula works. Team looks bought in and more discipline and need more studs on defense. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think especially up front, I think that's true. That's our show for today. Again, no show tomorrow because of maintenance. Back on Thursday, you'll hear Kentucky's play-by-play -play voice, Tom Leach. You'll hear Florida's play-by-play -play voice, Sean Kelly among guests we'll have that day. Thanks to Sam for producing this show and Inside the Huddle today. Enjoy the rest of your day. I'm Steve Russell as you listen to ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF.